Welcome to the Guru Investor Podcast. On this podcast, we offer audio versions of our articles from Validia's Guru Investor blog. To read our articles or to sign up to receive a notification when we publish new research, please go to our website at blog.validia.com. The article I'll read in this episode is titled Knowledge Mining in the Market's Past Returns. It was originally published on November 24th, 2020. Thanks so much for reading and listening. When you hear stats like the S&P 500 is up 10% for the year or the index has more than tripled off the 2009 low, it's easy to take those figures at face value and move on. The return of the market in the past is what it is and you can't change it. However, it can be instructive to look back under the hood at the drivers of those returns so that we can think about what might happen going forward. For this article, I want to look at the stocks, the industries, and sectors adding to and detracting from the returns in the market over the past 12 years. Here are some observations I hope you'll find both interesting and a bit educational. From December 31st, 2008 to October 31st, 2020, the S&P 500 total return index is up 363%. But what many investors may not know is that a large part of that return is actually from dividends. The S&P 500 price index is up 262%. So the dividends paid by companies in the S&P 500 have contributed close to a third of the total return of the index over the past 12 years. Said another way, a million dollar investment in the S&P with dividends would be worth $4.6 million today versus $3.6 million if all you were doing was getting the price performance. So over time, dividends are a very important component to the returns investors achieve when investing in the stock market. Another interesting observation is out of the stocks we have performance on going back to 2008 in our database, close to 24% or 511 individual stocks are actually down over that period. Based on our data, there were 86 stocks, so about 4% of the total, that returned over 1,000% since the end of 08. Of course, it's some of the usual suspects, including the FANG names, but many investors may not know that Domino's Pizza has bested Amazon, the Boston Beer Company has outperformed Apple, and Pool Corp has beat Micron Technology. Yes, technology names as a collective group put up some of the top returns, but there are some other names in the top performing cohort that may surprise many investors. The return distribution is very consistent with what you get in investing as well. A very small percentage of stocks can drive a lot of the returns. Charlie Munger once said, if you remove just a few of Berkshire Hathaway's top investments, its long-term record is pretty average. Finding these top performers in the market is difficult, and if you miss them, you're likely to underperform. This is actually one of the advantages of buying something like the S&P 500 because you are likely to be in many of those top performers. Most investors might think that the technology sector is the best performer since late 08, but it's not. In our universe of stocks, the best performing sector since the end of 08 is actually consumer cyclicals. So names like Lululemon, TRW Automotive, Tempur-Pedic, Decker's Outdoor, Helen of Troy, and even Nike all put up massive returns over this period. The average return in the consumer cyclical stock was 390%, whereas in technology, the average return was 387%. So it's very close. The difference, however, is the technology sector has 350 individual names, whereas the consumer cyclical sector has 85. So the number of tech firms is 4.5 times larger than the consumer cyclical space, and tech accounts for a much larger portion of the market, so its returns have a greater impact. The other important point to remember is the classification of stocks across sectors and industries can sometimes be tricky. Companies like Amazon and Netflix aren't considered tech companies from a sector classification standpoint. That's something that Kai Wu of Sparkline Capital recently discussed with us on our podcast. In terms of the number of companies in our investable universe of the 2,100 companies that we track, the industries with the most companies are 99 in real estate operations, 85 in biotech and drugs, 85 regional banks, 84 semiconductor firms, and 75 oil and gas producers. 
It's not until you get to the sixth industry, software and programming, that you see a top company, i.e. Microsoft, enter the picture. So you can have a lot of companies in the market that come nowhere near the value of the very top companies in the market. For instance, Microsoft, which carries a 5.6% weighting in the S&P 500 and has a market cap of 1.6 trillion as of the time of this article, is worth more than the entire basic material and real estate sectors combined. Said another way, Microsoft is being valued more than the value of hundreds of other companies and more than multiple sectors simultaneously. There's the old adage, it's a market of stocks, not a stock market. This has and always will be true. There is always much more going on beneath the surface, and by understanding these market dynamics and internals, it can help investors better understand what is driving and detracting from their returns. And the more you can understand things, the better you'll be in the long run. Thanks so much for listening and reading my article.